Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am going to talk about why not to complain about stuff that you would actually want to do if you got divorced and how this could be a helpful lens through which to view your contributions at home as well as a helpful way to zoom out and see on a macro level whether you're complaining about stuff that you don't want to really complain about because it's not honest. Uh, Before that, please do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was about what I call the stupid man cold idea. So if you want, if you've ever used the term man cold, then you should listen to that, uh, you know, subscriber only episode. Okay, so what do I mean by you shouldn't complain about stuff that you would want to do after the divorce? So when people get divorced, all of a sudden, it's like a lot of their emotional labor stuff goes out the window. So for example, women who are complaining about doing everything related to picking the kids activities and, you know, deciding this or deciding that for the children, they want to decide everything. They're like, really uh, quite quite upset if they don't get to decide things because they actually wanted all along to be the one who is deciding shit for the kids. This isn't everybody, but I mean, it's it's quite honestly everybody I've met and, and I work with hundreds of people. But I mean, there must be some women somewhere that are like, phew, I'm divorced, never going to pick an activity for the kids again. But I really don't see those people because um, I don't think many of them exist. And similarly, like a lot of women complain about the holidays, let's say, uh, before they get divorced when they're still married. And then afterwards, they just wish that they had like every holiday with the kids. Of course, you know, they're good people. They don't necessarily want the kids to never see dad on Christmas. But like if somehow magically they could have uh, two Christmases that were both really Christmas, then, uh, you know, for sure they would want every every one of those. And all of a sudden, the planning and stuff for holidays or Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever does not turn into a big deal. It's not because there's half of them. it's because you realize that you because and the reason I say that is because when you get another one like if uh, you know the the woman ends up with an extra Thanksgiving because the guy is going out of town with his new wife or whatever the case may be you know uh, she's thrilled she's not like that motherfucker I didn't want Thanksgiving this year I just had Thanksgiving like that like does not happen instead the women are like really excited to have the kids more You know, so you got to really think about this. The reason that this could be a really helpful frame is you don't want to ruin your marriage. Um, You you don't want to sacrifice it on the altar of uh, lies. And you're not lying purposefully or maliciously. You're lying um, unconsciously. The lies are, you're lying to yourself. You're, You're deluding yourself in many ways. And you're saying that certain things are just beyond the pale and totally, um, that, that you totally can't deal with them when in reality there may be some things like that but they're not all the things that that you think are like that because after divorce this goes so differently for so many people that I must conclude that before divorce it would be useful for them to recognize that a lot of the shit that they're complaining about is actually stuff that they actually like to do which could help you from ruining your marriage in real time because you could stop complaining about so much stuff. 
obviously, you know, uh, both genders are, can complain about a lot of stuff, but the difference seems to be that after divorce, the stuff that men complained about, it's not like they realize that, um, you know, that, that actually, like, it, it wasn't so bad, you know, I, I don't, I don't see that a lot, you know, I, I mean, it's not like men are like, oh, like, um, we never had sex, and you know what, now that I'm divorced, I realize I never wanted sex, like, that's just what society was telling me, in fact, I wish I was back in that sexless marriage, no, nobody says that, you know, or they're like, you know, my wife was really, you know, anxious, and rigid and man I miss it you know like I never knew how useful that was that just doesn't happen as as much as like women like to tell themselves because anxiety is an ego syntonic disorder which means that it makes you feel good about yourself versus ego dystonic I think I've discussed this before like depression nobody wants to feel depressed nobody thinks being depressed makes you a, a better worker but plenty of people think inaccurately that being anxious makes them a better worker in reality they're talking about conscientious which does not mean generalized anxiety disorder you know um, but and anyway uh, the <laughs> Basically, what I see is that after they divorce, there's a lot of guys that are not still fighting about the same things. But there's a lot of women who've all of a sudden flipped on certain things and certain uh, things that they considered emotional labor, let's say before, turn into things that they really, really want. You know, uh, such as control over what the children do or, you know, uh, to pick out what the, what the kids do for hobbies and for, you know, sports and what have you. Or they want to be, in fact, they want to get all the time that they can with the children, even though they had been complaining a lot about having too much time with the children. So the the point that I'm making here is, is not that, you know... Uh, I don't know what, uh, you know, people always can find some shit to complain about, right? I mean, that that's the topic, but also like about my podcast. But so you could say that I'm saying that uh, men somehow know what they want more than women do in this regard. I mean, yeah, in, in, in this lone regard, I mean, I've said a million times, I even have like literally a post or maybe also a podcast that's like, here's six reasons you don't really want a porn star in bed. So like, it's not like I don't say that men don't know their own minds either. But in this specific sense of saying that certain things are emotionally laborious and that you wish to see them over to your spouse... That, after divorce, very quickly becomes something that you don't, in fact, want to see to your spouse. So the reason that I'm bringing this up is because if you can, like, kind of own that, then you could be actually happy to be in a marriage where you get to be in charge of all the holiday decorations or what the kids do for extracurriculars or planning the vacations or whatever the hell it is that you would actually want to do after divorce. And the less stuff you complain about, the less likely it is that you'll actually get divorced. So this is in service of saving marriages that don't really have to end because people are kind of being more honest and truthful with themselves about what you know, what they do and don't like, and may look at it as like an actual positive. In, in this marriage, for example, a woman would say, in this marriage, I am lucky because I get to make the decisions about everything that the kids do, which is something that when I think about it, 
I really would want to do. If we got divorced, I would want to do that. This is a thing that I like to do. I don't necessarily think that my husband understands what the kids need with their development and their, you know, hobbies and their interests. I don't think he knows that stuff as well as me. I love to do that stuff if I'm honest with myself. I love it. And I love to figure out the shit that they should do. Uh, do I, would I love to have like an amanuensis who I, I just tell um, Bobby likes baseball and has, you know, freedom on Tuesdays at 4.30 and then they look it up for me? Yeah, I would like to have such a virtual assistant, you know, but if my husband doesn't do that for me, it is in fact better net that I both make the decisions and do the work for it than that I don't get to make the decisions. I mean, this is this is kind of, um, you know, you, you would have to really be objective and kind of know yourself very well. And I've written about this topic a lot where, like, I have a post called, do you really want to split all household decisions with your husband or are you lying? You know, which is, as, as per usual, quite direct and really, um, you know, summarizes what I'm saying, which is, most women after divorce want to know what the kids are doing. They want to be in charge of what the kids do, eat, how they live, everything. I've never met a woman who's like, you know what? They just go to their dads. And I'm like, awesome, because I'm just 100% thrilled with everything he chooses to do. And you know what? It's probably better than at my house. Like, nobody says that. Like, I'm, I'm being real with you, you know? Nobody says it. Nobody thinks it. If there was, like, an ideal world where you would get to – um also choose what happens at his house, you know, that women would take it, like 95% of women would take it. So therefore, you're already in that situation, you know, by being married. So you're already getting to choose all that shit that you would want to choose anyway afterwards. So it could be good to appreciate that situation. I'm not saying you may not have other reasons to divorce. Obviously, I'm divorced, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not saying people ought to stay in very unhappy, unfulfilling relationships with hostility and conflict because um, they would like to make the choice about what the children eat. But what I'm saying is this, don't say to yourself, don't lie to yourself is basically a big precept of what I, um, you know, talk about and how I try to, you know, to instruct, (laughs) you know, uh, clients and listeners and readers and everything. You got to be true to yourself because there are some people, particularly highly anxious and or conscientious people that uh, love to have the control, but they just kind of get caught. uh, But they're very, very tired because anxiety does make you tired. And so then they say that maybe they're tired because they're not splitting decisions, but they don't want to split the decisions. And in fact, divorce will lead to so much stress because then you really have to split the decisions and now you don't have to split the decisions because if you're an anxious woman you probably were drawn to some guy with ADHD or who's kind of passive because that was the guy that you got along with best and you got to pick all of these different things so is this saying that he shouldn't help in the house of course he should help in the house no no nothing never would I say that a man should not parent his own children but what I'm saying is know thyself and if thyself likes to make all the decisions, you know, don't complain literally about that aspect. Because in a worst case scenario, you're just kind of bitching and moaning about it. And you're deciding that you're not going to have sex with your husband because fuck him because he doesn't take over half the decisions. And then in like a tragic fucking plot twist, you know, you figure out that like you actually wanted to make all the decisions and everybody around you even knew that but was too scared to say anything. And like you weren't having sex with him because of your own idea that he ought to be doing something that you didn't even want him to do. 
and that actually happens like this isn't like a this isn't like a, a parable like like this happens a lot you know where after therapy women are like oh I guess I I really do like to decide where we go what we do and how we live you know so uh you know I'm not going to be unfair to him and tell him uh, that the problem and the reason that I'm not into him has to be that he doesn't make half the decisions because I don't actually want him to make half the decisions, you know, and maybe I'm not into him because uh, some other thing like he kisses like a fish because I never trained him how to French kiss me or my hormones are in the toilet because I'm 49 or, uh, you know, I've never addressed my sexual trauma history, so I don't want to sleep with him. Or maybe he's just a fucking asshole, you know, and he's like an asshole in all these other different ways, but they don't really have to do with the fact that I somehow want him to take over half of the uh, what the kids should eat because I want to know 100% of what the kids should eat because that's like something I get off on as a mom, you know? And like so many women are like that, but they kind of don't know it till it's too late and it stops them from working on the marriage in a real honest kind of way. I'm like so against this whole emotional labor paradigm. I feel that it's like fucked people because um, ironically, I just saw one of my few negative reviews on uh, my podcast. Thank you guys all for the positive reviews was that I curse like a sailor. Well, I'll tell you, this is this is a free thing. and I am never going to do something that I don't want to do for some free content that I'm putting out in the universe. So just sit there and remember not to curse. So I applaud those of you who can roll with it and those of you who cannot. I am sorry, but you probably not listening anyway anymore but um the the point is this if you are if if you're real about what you need and what you don't need then the whole world opens up your whole marriage is so much easier to work on your whole life becomes clearer so the emotional labor framework there's like a bunch of women out there saying I'm so mad that I have to like do Christmas cards every year and that he doesn't do half of it. Which half is he going to do? Is he going to pick out the photographer? You don't want him to pick the photographer. Is he going to pick the clothes you wear for the photo shoot? You don't want that either. Is he going to do the text of the card? You don't think that he's as funny as you. And then on top of it, why not interrogate why you even want to do this maelstrom of stress? Who the fuck needs to do it anyway? None of that stuff even gets interrogated if you take the emotion, the intellectually lazy shortcut of calling it unwanted emotional labor, you know? So, I mean, that, that's, that's how I feel about it. Other people feel differently. Of course, you can find the way that they feel with any cursory Google search. So I am the lone, you know, voice in the wilderness against this idea. And again, do I think men should do stuff in the house? Indubitably, I think they should do anything in the house possible. Sure, sure. I talk all the time about how much my husband does around the house. Why do you think I'm able to record all these podcasts? Because my husband does so much stuff in the damn house. And that's wonderful and it helps me super much. And I don't criticize what he does because then I wouldn't be able to record these podcasts or really do anything else if I was too busy doing shit. But if you are the sort of person that that thinks that you do doing stuff is only because your husband doesn't do stuff, then you should listen to like a zillion on my podcast that talks about why that's a dynamic. 
You know, very, very few men can't do anything in the house unless, of course, you know, and this would be on you. You married somebody who was basically living in in like a hoarded apartment, like, you know, like like a raccoon and you married him anyway. Well, then that shit's on you. And, you know, we all make mistakes when we're young. But um, but if he is a functioning human being, you are over functioning. So really, I should have really said this at first. This goes out to the over functioning women that then are like crying emotional labor about shit that they would beg to do and fight over doing and put in separation agreements to do or wish that they could when they were divorced. So try to think about that. Try to think about how much you love to be invested in every aspect of the children's existence before, A, you shit all over, um, you know, your husband for letting you do that thing that you like doing, and B, like, you got to understand that was a personality type and it led you to marry somebody who would let you be the front runner on that, and also, you don't have to do any of it because believe me, your husband's not asking you to do it and the kids don't know shit. So if you decide that in your house Christmas is going to be, you know, a fake tree that goes up the day before, cool. Ain't nobody going to complain except you and then you'll get used to it and you'll be like, wow, this saved me a lot of shit, etc. So, you know, this is just a different lens and you should always kind of view it like this. You should say, would I be happier after divorce on this issue? You know, or would I not? Would it, would it in fact make it worse? Because if it would make it worse, then yeah, I mean, we, we could kind of deal with things within the marriage, but I shouldn't complain about it and like even threaten divorce over it if after divorce, when I really think about it, this is some shit I would actually have wanted to do. You know, so you so you see my point and it's a different lens. My goal is always to give you a different lens and a different perspective, hopefully a new one and an interesting one. And um, I I and now, you know, I'm going to think I'm going to get off and I'm going to think and then I'm going to record if I could think about anything that's like this for men in this specific thing. And then I'll give you a P.S. Sometimes I give a P.S. So I'm going to do that right now. I thought of it. P.S. P.S. The one that's the equivalent for men goes back to the home project idea. I talk a lot about that women love home project and you should probably get on board and come from a place of yes because this is how many women have a creative outlet and they love the home project. Okay, fine. So a lot of men forget to think, okay, I don't want to spend $10,000 on, um, you know, sprucing up the kitchen. Do I want to divide up half of our assets and give alimony if we are in a state that has it, plus child support, plus run two households, and on top of that be trying to save for my kid's college? Would that be a bit more expensive than this fucking $10,000? Yeah, it would. I say that all the time, by the way, with couples counseling. I'm like, what's cheaper? Is, a, is divorce cheaper or is coming to see me cheaper, you know, uh, or, or whoever else? So the, the point is that here's one that guys really have to think about, too, for when they are not being um, very flexible financially, and instead they're making her count every penny and this and that. What about after divorce? That's going to take a lot more money right there. So maybe go into the home repair with a smile on your face thinking, at least it's not a fucking divorce. Same thing as the emotional labor for women. Same thing as that. Do you really, re- in fact, it's, it's, not, it's not exactly the same thing. I don't need to go into why the analogy doesn't hold completely, but either way, it's the sort of thing where the lens needs to be, would things be better after divorce in this regard? If not, perhaps it's not quite so bad now as I thought. All right, uh, I was going to say good work, guys, because I say that at the end of some of my sessions, and, um, but this is not a session. Uh, I will talk to everybody soon. Have a great day.